0: Pendle remarks and plays on. Kinivan's his man, Saad against him. Elliott's the third there. The ball is his. The moment arrives. Elliot kicks He's the goal. It. Collingwood have closed like the Grim Reaper. They hit the front with a minute and 42 seconds to go. And they hold heart in their hand right now. Smothered from the side by Lipinski, heroic deeds. McCreary lost the footy. Carlton lost the game. It's unimaginably cruel.
1: Just extraordinary scenes. Another brilliant call from Gerard Whateley yesterday with Andy Marr as well. And there is just no rhyme nor reason, I don't think, to what we're seeing with, with Collingwood this year. We we gave you the numbers a, a little earlier in the show, that it's the eighth time since round 13 that they've come back from three goals or more down. It's their 11th win by 12 points or under. They just continue to find a way, and they are the best show in town. I've got no doubt about that at the moment, because it is just a rollicking roller coaster of a ride. To, to concede eight goals to one in the third term, and then to be able to kick five unanswered in the last, to, to get a win, to get them top four. Uh, I thought, well, let's uh, speak to a man uh, who I'm sure would have been loving every moment uh, of that last quarter. He uh, played 198 games, uh, most of those with the Ds, but finished out his career at the Pies, where he was a much-loved member of that squad. He retired in 2020, Lyndon Dunn, but he holds a candle for both the Ds and the Pies, and I thought, let's have a chat to him. Just about what a year it's been, what a game that was, and... Uh, all things Collingwood, and a little bit of Melbourne as well. Lyndon, hello, mate.
0: G'day, Sam. Thanks for having me, mate. Always a pleasure.
1: Where were you when Collingwood did what nobody thought they were going to be able to do again, but somehow found a way to do again, uh, coming back from four goals down uh, early in the last to cement a top-four spot? How did you take it in?
0: Uh, I was actually in the car driving home from... uh, played footy myself yesterday. So um, we, we're out of Craigie Brown. So it was a fair drive back to my place in the city. And uh, it was a pleasure to listen to. I wish I had been there. Um, you know, growing up in Essendon, a Hawthorne supporter, um, in my DNA is not feeling sorry for the Blues and not feeling sorry for the Dom. So um, there's a bit going on on that front this week. And, uh, yeah, the Polis have just been on a, on a real roll. Uh,
1: there's... I really like that Jerry, Jerry Whateley talks a lot about the mysticism. In, there's a place for mysticism in sport. I've been saying earlier today that some things you just shouldn't even bother trying to explain when there isn't really a, a statistical reason for it or a rhyme for it. Sometimes there is just a phenomenon that occurs in sport and you're better off just enjoying the ride of it than trying to get to the bottom of it. And I reckon that's what Collingwood are. What have you made of, of, of them this whole year?
0: Well, I think the, the biggest thing is winning form is good form. And uh, when you do win games and you win close games, it's contagious. And you just, you can look at your mate walking up the race, whether it's before a game or, you know, at half time And when the game's on the line, you just know that your mate's going to step up and you're going to do the same for him. And time after time, the pies have been written off this year and they just keep getting it done. Um, and they're playing great footy. They're playing a um, an attacking brand of footy, which I think has probably been... on knock on the pies in, in the past. And, um, you know, certainly with my time at Collingwood and with Bucks and everything was uh, with a high defensive focus and the sort of natural player. But it certainly looks like the Flyers got them uh, humming with the ball through the corridor, both with sharp hands and, and their foot skills, and, and it's paying off.
1: They seem to be a side that revels in the remarkable and, and, and revels in being written off. And, and, and the the idea that... And because we all love a comeback story. I mean, we even love it. I mean, I said earlier that they've had more comebacks than John Farnham. And we even love it when Farnzi comes back time and time again. That, that, that is the, the joy and that, that is the fun. Not if you're a Carlton fan, obviously, and for any other teams that they've beaten coming from behind. But that is, that is the, the, for a spectator point of view, from an entertainment point of view, that is sport at its most fun and its most engaging. Where the, the whole idea of surely they can't do it again. Surely they can't come back from here. But they seem to find a way, and people talk about the fact, Linden, that it's trained—that they train for this. Do you—is that what you buy into? That this is what they train for, or is there something more spiritual than all of that about what's going on um, at the pies at the moment? Oh,
0: there's no doubt that they train it, but so do 17 other AFL clubs. You always prepare yourself for certain scenarios and um, situational plays, and you know, for even in my time in the AFL system. You know, from when I was 17 to when I retired in 2020, it's something you do every week and speak about, and um, it becomes second nature. But there's no doubt that there is something special there uh, with an ability to win, I don't even know, it must have been eight games. I think they won by under seven points. Um, you know, a lot of teams in the past, when they just miss out on finals, it's games that they've sort of lost by under a goal, and mm. sometimes that number is, you know, four, five, or six. Um, but like I said before, that there's a, there's a look... And the feeling and the connection with your teammates when, when you've just got supreme confidence in what you're able to do. And it's not blowing teams out of the water, um, but it's when it's close and you know the game's on the line, knowing what you, each other are going to do and how you're going to help each other and just knowing that you can get it done, it's almost like timing your runs to perfection, isn't it really? Which is what the Piles have been doing from, from siren to siren.
1: There's a saying and a belief in footy, Lyndon, that you, you, the team is often ma- moulded in the image of the coach themselves. And, and you know, like so Hawthorne under Clarkson were aggressive and they were, they were anger, They were really well connected and they cared for each other. But there was a, an anger there. They're antagonistic and, uh, you know, the ugly Hawks, as they were called. It looks like Craig McRae is, to me, someone who just loves footy. Like not, he, he calls himself a footy nuffy. So there's a line in Jerry Maguire, check out what pure joy looks like. That's him when you watch him on the, the sideline. It seems that that has permeated through the whole team. Everybody seems to just be loving what they're doing. Kane Corn sort of criticised the over-celebrating. I love the over-celebrating, especially when it, you do it with your fans because you invite them in and you bring them along with you. You were a big culture guy. From what you're hearing from your, your mates that are still at Collingwood, is that a big part of what's going on, that there is just a a joy, that the the game, we love this game and we will enjoy it uh, as much as we possibly can?
0: I look, it's a real fine line talking about the over-celebrating. I think that that's, at the end of the day, that's why the players do what they do and why people love the game of AFL football is because if you don't celebrate the little wins, then um, you'd, you'd be pretty miserable most of the time because, you know, in footy, there's probably a lot more downs than there are ups. so there's no doubt acknowledging those things um, certainly helps, and especially in today's style of play and the age we live in, that these little things, often when you connect them all, they become quite big, and that's when you start to breed confidence and um, trust and that connection that you're sort of talking about, Sam. It's, um, It's so important, and fly, you know, I've been down to the club maybe half a dozen times this year, and Haven't had much to do with Fly uh, in the AFL system as a player, but he was very welcoming. Um, The first time I met him, he came and would have had five or ten minutes chat with me on the sidelines of training. And um, you could just hear in his voice and the passion and um, the belief that he's got in the group and in the club. And it's so great to see, um, especially just as a past player and having known the current group um, quite well. I know that the boys are loving him and the rest of the coaching staff that they've got there at the moment. What's possible for them?
1: Is, the, well, is it? This guy's a limit. Is anything there. possible, or do you feel like finals is a different beast and there's a reality check coming, or is this wave continue? Can this wave continue to be ridden?
0: Oh, there's no doubt the wave can continue. Like you look at the two informed teams in the comp, and it's Geelong and Collingwood. Um, it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, 2018 was the last time that um you know the pies gave the finals a real shake and almost went the whole the whole distance um and that year we probably didn't have a team that the uh, or a list that you know other sides had Mm. but we just had that confidence in each other and an ability to get it done i think the great strength of the Pies at the moment is that you haven't got you know two or three players starring every week you've got multiple role players and then when those bikes get shut down or a little bit quiet, someone else steps up to the plate and they go bananas. So that's what good teams do. And it's bloody exciting to watch.
1: Where could it, where's your area of concern though? Where, where do you think that it can come unstuck?
0: Well, I think the risk that you run, not that the pies are meaning to play in close games, but you know, the closer it is, the more chance you have of losing. So every team is aiming to win every game by 10 goals. But you know, when it's close, um, you know, that's that the art is, is winning those close games, and finals are another beast, as you mentioned. Um, you know, the, footy, the intensity on the footy, the pressure, um, goes right up, and there's no doubt that, um, the doubters will doubt that of the Pies and their young players. And you know, they, they must have from the players that played yesterday a, a, a large portion of them that either hadn't played finals or played the winning final. So, it's up to those senior boys to drag him along. Pendle's game yesterday was outstanding. Yeah, phenomenal in that last 20 minutes. Yep. Yeah, we don't even really need to talk about him. He just gets it done time <laughs> and time again, and that's why he's going to go down as one of the greats. But, yep. um, you know, other leaders on the ground like Steele and Howie, um, Darcy Moore, and then at the other end, you've got Majek now who's played 100 games and um, is you know the spiritual leader of the forward line. And there's blokes that that latch onto them as well. So it's very exciting.
1: Your, um, Your other mob um you left in 2016 you'd still know a lot of the 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 people there and and the players there um are they back have they got their mojo back how much did you read into the win over the lions and um what are your expectations on on melbourne coming in how have you seen their year
0: oh well i mean up until when was it maybe around 13 14 that they were unbeatable in everyone's eyes and then they hit what was supposedly a flat spot, but um, they've still managed to finish second and secure a home final. There's mm. no doubt their game on the weekend was, uh, oh, well, it was Danning, wasn't it, against the Lions. They came to play. They beat the Lions on their home track up at the Gabba. Um, all eyes were on them, um, and they got it done. So there's no doubt that they would be supremely confident, um, especially on the back of last season, and what they were able to do. And, you know, the, the problem with the Ds in the past has been, you know, they haven't, won a premiership or played finals and had that experience for such a long time. But now they're the reigning premiers and they've got to be just about the team to catch, I think. Obviously, the Cats are in really good form and have been there themselves, albeit a few years ago, but they've played in multiple final series and made multiple prelims. So I think the Dees will be very confident in the squad they've got um, and uh, will be liking their chances, uh, whether they get it done or not next week. We'll wait and see, but the Swans have to come to the MCG and then they've guaranteed themselves another home final, win lose um next week.
1: Last question, Lyndon Dunn. So if Melbourne and Collingwood meet in a final, which scarf are you wearing?
0: Well, I don't actually have a scarf that has both colours, but um, <laughs> I, I do I wear both of my scarves, but when, when the Ds and the Fives play, I go very neutral. I walk in I walk into the Grand knowing I'm gonna walk out a winner, but um look a Collingwood-Melbourne grand final would be outstanding. It would be very hard to to watch one of one of the teams lose. I've got a lot of great friends at both clubs, but let's hope that they can just both, if they both win their, their finals next week and both win their prelims, it's it's a pretty easy game, isn't it? <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, good luck with it, mate. Hey, thanks for giving us some time. Uh, always love getting your perspective. Um, uh, you were a much-loved figure at both footy clubs, and... Uh, still, I remember the scenes when they announced that you were getting a comeback game, and I've never seen a group of players go as troppo as uh, the boys did for you when you got to play your your comeback game from a long stint out, mate. So thanks so much for being on the show. Enjoy September, and good luck for West Coburg uh, for the rest of the finals as well.
0: No, thanks very much, Sam. Always a pleasure. Want to witness the world's biggest football game?